Hello and welcome to my little adventure. My name is Sindara Oyekola and I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Today I have Ikeme Osiobu and we're going to be discussing Homegoing and Transcendent Kingdom by Yajase. Um, I'm so glad that you're here on this journey with us uh, and I'm excited to get started. So hi Ikeme, how are you? Hi Sindara, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, obviously you know I love books so I'm really excited to be on here discussing uh, these two books with you. I'm very glad that you're here. Um, so introduce yourself. What have you been up to as well? Uh, so yeah, as Sindara mentioned, my name is Ikeme Osiobu. Uh, I am a Nigerian, <laughs> currently a project manager. Um, I love books. I like to read. I like to write. love to watch TV, play sports, um, a lot of different interests. But um, what I've been up to recently, um, my siblings have been staying with me for the pandemic. Uh, so my sister and my brother, and it's been fantastic. Um, I thought that, you know, after a couple of months that we would have been butting heads and fighting, obviously, as siblings do, especially since we're so close in age. But it's actually been a really fantastic time. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. So I'm really excited that they're here and obviously be doing a little bit of traveling as well. So A little yeah. bit of traveling? Something slightly. <laughs> <laughs> It's like every week you're like no, no 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 but you know with the pandemic I kind of like went I I, I slowed down yeah, a little bit but um, back. but yeah I think recently since my visa is expiring shout out to you know immigrant over here <laughs> um I was able to go to Nigeria to see my parents I hadn't seen them since the pandemic started and then went for a friend's wedding and then I went to Costa Rica for a friend's birthday and that was also something that you know um a place I'd really wanted to go to for a while, and it was a good opportunity to go for as well. So, yeah. Must be nice. And yeah, I'm guessing yeah. you read a bunch of books along the way. Yes. Even though, to be fair, this year in particular, I haven't read as much in in terms of, like, my book list. It's been, like, random books I've seen that mm. I've actually started reading. And I've read, I think, almost all the books on my phone, which tells you the books I read on my phone are not part of my list. Mm-hmm. They're, like, random books I see, I'm like, all right, bye. Or, I feel you. you. Know, yeah. So, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much the same. I've honestly not traveled nearly as much as you have, but like I've been trying to enjoy life more. Um, this year, I definitely was starting to be more conscious about reading more and like growing my library and growing my collection of African authors. Like that's one that I've been more conscious about. Yeah, but, and then obviously starting the podcast because something that hasn't really been on my mind but then I've always wanted to like either like start a way to share my thoughts about books so like that has also been on my mind a lot this year as well yeah and I did notice that every time like when I'm reading a book or every time I feel like we meet mm-hmm. whether it's DC or Nigeria we're always discussing oh what book are you reading what book yeah, are you reading exactly. and <laughs> we often have opposite <laughs> it's like oh I read that book but I didn't really <laughs> or I read the book and I did and then I'm like yeah I'm not sure but yeah yeah, I mean, so, which brings me to why you're here right, today, because there's another book, there's another two books where we have slightly differing slight. opinions. Slight. Slight. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to discuss Homegoing by Jesse and um, Transcendent Kingdom. Um, if you're going to read the books, you should probably pause right now, take like, I don't know, a day or two or a week to go read and then come back. Um, but then, yeah, so tell me what you thought about Homegoing. So the first time, because I've read, I've read Homing Out, Home Going Out, say one and a half times. So, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> so the first time I read it, the first half, I started, I got halfway through the book and I was like, wait, uh, some of these characters, I recognize the name of their grandparents or whatever, but I didn't actually clock, which is, I don't know, me being obtuse in my rush to get through the book. I didn't bother to read um, the synopsis or read the, I think in the beginning of the book, there is a family tree that mm-hmm. explains to you like 
the lineage from yeah. the matriarch all the way down to, and that's kind of how the book goes in terms of its chapters. It focuses on some of these characters. So I was noticing that wait, I'm seeing some of these characters show up over and over or their grandparents or they're mentioning somebody who they knew in the past who I had read about. And it's only until I got like, I don't know, maybe four chapters in that mm. I realized, oh, wait, okay, this is actually following <laughs> a linear path through a certain family. Uh, and yeah. then I had to go back to the beginning and read it again with that fresh perspective mm. um, to get me that way. But um, I thought it was fantastic personally. I think um, one thing I enjoy about certain books is, I guess, the certain creativity that certain authors use in terms of their writing, not necessarily in style, but even just kind of like the content itself. Yeah. So her having a family tree and then going, telling a story about a family through each generation's perspective, especially in this way where it's like a, you have in the beginning um, a tale of people, you know, in Ghana going through the early days of colonialism, going mm. through them being taken, you know, on the slave trade over to the Americas and then the kind of that round trip back to Africa, back to, uh, to Africa from the from the U.S. Uh, I have never actually seen a book, I think, that goes, that delves in that sort of generational may. It's either they jump from Ghana to America yeah. you know, in the span of 300 years, but this was kind of generation to generation, kind of showing the minute details that mm. happen within each. And I just thought that was fantastic, so... Okay, so no, so so I agree with you on (laughs) that. I actually, so I've read the book twice. Mm. I read it first last year, and I'll be honest that I didn't enjoy. So I enjoyed my experience of reading the book. I was, I felt let down by the ending. So when I read it the second time, because I knew what the ending was, I enjoyed the journey a lot more. And I'll caveat this by saying that generally speaking when i buy a book i always read the end before i actually start reading the book which, so that gives which, me- <laughs> which i would say is <laughs> hey good like anybody knows i hate giving people spoilers in general so when sinara told me this i was like oh my goodness but you know what to each his own like if that's her way of doing things yeah i understand that yeah so it just it lets me i think by reading the end like it lets me enjoy the journey as opposed to like spending the entire book wondering like what's going to happen and not actually enjoying the experience and so with home going i didn't read the ending first and so what i wanted to happen in the end didn't actually happen okay i guess let me ask is there a particular reason why this for this book you did Mm. not read the ending i was trying to train myself to do things the proper way in quotes (laughs) and like it flopped so I just went ah, back to doing okay. exactly so like, what I was like, doing. I tried something new. Didn't, <laughs> it didn't work. work out. <laughs> back to what I was doing before. Fair enough, fair enough, um, yeah, but honestly, I agree with you in that um, I think there was a lot of vividness in how she crafted the story in Ghana. You could literally, like, you could have been in Ghana with the characters going through what they were going through. You could smell the smells. You could see the like Cape Coast Castle when they were there. And then I think one of the reasons I started not enjoying it was that when it got to, when the characters got to America, it started to feel like she was losing like the enjoyment that she was getting Mm, from writing. And I was losing the enjoyment I was getting from reading. So it's almost like that was being translated into how the product she was putting on the page. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know like if that was intentional, Um, but then I, I felt like, so it's, so essentially, the book goes through eight different generations of um, like characters, and it's sixteen stories. And sixteen stories is a lot to write. And 
I mean, it's clear in her writing, and maybe it's intentional or not, it's, like, it's hard to tell, but it definitely started dragging for me. Yeah, no, I can understand that. Um, and, I, and I didn't know. So if this was a film, mm-hmm. I would say that it's a deliberate thing. You can tell the vividness in mm-hmm. like, even though sometimes people can argue that, oh, why did they make like India bright red and, <laughs> and America a little bit more clear? But there are certain tonal yeah. things that you know, cinematographers and directors use to indicate the shift. The shift, exactly. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. And I was like interested in seeing, in like kind of deliberating, okay, is this a deliberate thing in which... She's like, oh, vibrant homeland mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, taking away people's identity. And I'm going to, like, maybe establish this through my writing. But I don't know if necessarily that's what she would have done. Because in writing, it's obviously very touchy. It's a, it's a yeah, dicey it's thing to do. Yeah, hard to tell. Right, yeah. yeah. And also, you don't want to, like, lose your reader. You exactly, know? yeah. And because, especially because, like, your mind is what you're using to create the Right, scenes. exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so going into Transcendent Kingdom, which was a completely different right. book. Um, and I mean, tell me what you thought about it. Oof. Uh, yeah, I, I I was interested in seeing what is she going to write next mm-hmm. after she wrote uh, Homegoing. Because, okay, this is definitely like breath, breathtaking, the initial book, um, a new take on, I guess, how people think about the diaspora connection. Um, yeah. And Transcendent Kingdom was, honestly, I think there there is some relation. So you have the immigrant story, you have a story of like grief and loss and how sometimes that is uh, a different, people have different reactions to it, whether they're in Ghana, for example, Mm -hmm. or whether they're here in the US, different cultures. Um, It's obviously not the same because you don't have that, you know, genealogy going from, you know, uh, generation to generation, but Mm -hmm. you do have multiple generations interacting within one story and how some of those affect um, their experiences both back at home in Ghana and also in the U.S. with the immigrants um, and the main character that, that she uses in the book. Yeah, so um, for context, Transcendent Kingdom is um, about a girl, her mother, and her brother who dies um, a couple years before and how the girl and her mom deal with that loss. Um I'll be honest first by saying that I haven't actually And the loss of her dad. And the loss of her dad as well. Well, Exactly. He he didn't didn't die, die, but but he just kind of fades off the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest by saying that I didn't actually finish the book. And Kema and I have had (laughs) countless conversations about this. I I really struggled Uh, with this. Um, And I think it's because I'm not used to reading books where grief is central and the point of the book is understanding how the characters overcome or navigate their grief typically the books i read there's grief but it's like in the periphery and like they're doing life um and so for me like starting the book i was just kind of like i don't get the point of this and like even after like i read the ending of the book i was still kind of like what's going on okay it seems like she went through the same thing the entire book because grief grief is to me the central theme of the book yeah um it judges it like dictates almost every character's interaction Mm -hmm. um not just grief between individuals but like the dad's grief of leaving home um the mom's grief of like kind of losing the the vibrant husband she knew from before Mm -hmm. and also leaving uh the grief of losing her brother the main character um the grief of her mom her mom basically shunning her so it's just 
yeah <laughs> i agree with you if that's not your thing mm-hmm. and i notice that i tend to consume a little bit more darker material right um, in general whether it's film or books uh, so i think this is why this is very interesting to me because I, I like seeing how humans navigate or like if people's different takes on how humans navigate some of these like i guess more negative emotions yeah so what was your take on her mom Oof. um i understood so it's weird because it's like i empathize with how the mom was feeling mm-hmm. um having her husband leave you in a new country so i think that's the point where i was like okay this is definitely going to be difficult for her mm-hmm. uh she basically became a single mom yeah um having to juggle um a preteen teen young man and uh, a daughter who was a little bit younger in a brand new country and they were in the rural south it wasn't as if they were in a new york where you'd have abundance of like diaspora Ghanaians or mm-hmm. people from west africa or africa in general who could help her navigate some of those things they were kind of isolated in the town they were living in and so having to deal with that and then having to deal with the kids and then working the multiple jobs she did and then she also got racist treatment by the person yeah. she was working with so i felt like she was dealing with a lot and i feel like there's something in with Africans in which, like, you're the mom, you're supposed to bear the burden mm-hmm. and be quiet and just deal with it. And she she didn't. She wasn't yeah, able she to. Broke, yeah, which she is broke, which is understandable. I mean, after dealing with all those things and then your son dying. And dying in a very in traumatic a, right, way exactly. She's as not, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, it, I, I understood, obviously, the disappointment the mm-hmm. daughter had with her in which hey, I am dealing with this grief too. You are my mother. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be my protector, my solace. And she was not that for her, for sure. Um, but it was also hard for me to be like, ah, I wish she could have done more because I, I just recognize it. It's very, it's, she was put in a very difficult situation. Yeah. And I, people don't always rise up. Like you always think, oh, grief, rise up. You know, yeah, like, like, yeah, like, come out okay. of it. Yeah, you know, uh, take care of your daughter, be your normal, go about mm-hmm. your day. You know, people bring in religion to help deal with some of these things or some other, I guess, source that they can hold on to. But in her situation, like I said, I feel like especially with the isolation she had, it's just very tough. And like you mentioned, the way mm-hmm. the grief occurred. And it was almost like my husband left. This happened. What am I supposed to do? Um, and I know one theme she touches on is like mental health. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a very interesting conversation with my mom. And my sister about this when we were back home in Nigeria when I was there for a couple months ago about how we don't necessarily in Africa think that that is as an important part mm-hmm. of like physical health and I feel like that's something she also tended as a mom she was going definitely going through a mental health issue but she was discounting it at the same time yeah <laughs> Which I thought was very interesting um uh thing that was mentioned that, that was portrayed in the book um, and so how, what do you think about the ways that religion was brought in um and let me rephrase that question actually so i mean in nigeria i spoke in nigeria and i mean almost generally in africa as well we try to use religion to solve mental health issues right yeah and so how like what do you think about the ways that it was portrayed in the book so i liked the fact that the family was almost abandoned by the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so they went to a, a church in their town. And I think once the son, first of all, lost his ability to play, um, I think it was basketball. Mm-hmm. 
the school and part of the church kind of abandoned them because it was like the reason why we accept you as part of this community is because of this prodigy, which also sometimes touches on how, I guess, African-Americans in general are portrayed by the U.S. When you're doing great things for us, yay, we're rooting for you. you. Once once something happens um, in your pursuit of you trying to bring glory to our community or whatever, it's, it's like, all over, ah, like... <laughs> we'll kick you to the curb. Mm-hmm. So I, I like... Well, maybe so, yeah. But I think it was very interesting in her showing us that effect that the church had initially. So they abandoned her. They abandoned the whole family once the son kind of got hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were still there, but it definitely wasn't as, you know, receptive of a place for them as mm-hmm. it had been before once he was the star of the town. And then definitely once he started getting into issues with drugs, there was a little bit of, uh, a little bit more drawing back. And then once she got into the mental health issues, um, I think the only person that was almost kind of there for her was the main pastor, but even then it was a bit more on the periphery, distant, like yeah. distant, showing up randomly. And I just felt like she didn't, she might've expected more, mm-hmm. um, but it also, also looked like she took more solace from like her own view of the divine, you know, God yeah. itself, as opposed to like the physical church itself, because I mean, they were just not present, honestly. I mean, it was just, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the things that I enjoyed about the book were one, her constantly interrogating, like you just mentioned, her her belief in God and trying to reconcile what she had learned from the church and how they tell you to just accept these things with like I'm a scientist, I'm trying to do this research, I'm trying to understand things. How can I like merge these two parts of my like my life? Right. right i like that i liked that yaja said you did a good job of interrogating what happens to a family when somebody dies by suicide right it's like right. how does that affect them like what and then also the fact that you you can't you can't see why the person did what they did you're only left with the result of their oh, decision exactly. right yeah, yeah. um and so like where do you go from there and i think a lot of books don't really go into that like just like the person died and yeah we moved on and it sucks for the family especially from an african context exactly exactly there's not that many um books of that yeah Yeah, so i really i appreciate that um i think it might take me a really long time to finish this book (laughs) but because of the like excited that we talk about it i will do the work of like (laughs) It's and that's the good point you mentioned about the the talking about suicide. Mm-hmm. It's something that is very hush hush. Because, for example, I, I've heard recently that with the economic strife and some of the issues that are happening, so I'm talking from Nigeria because that's you know the country I know more mm-hmm. of in Africa. There are a lot more suicides occurring. Right. And people, I feel like as a culture, we kind of first of all we shame people who even have suicidal thoughts without necessarily trying to understand why they feel the way they feel. You don't shame people for being depressed in the first right, place. Right, exactly. That's even going far, exactly. Yes. And then once it actually happens, there's never really an investigation into why or what we could have done to prevent this or to help the person on their mental health journey to, you know, to make sure that they didn't feel the way they did. It's, mm-hmm. it's just like, a, oh my God, this is such a shame to our family. This person might be going to wherever when it comes to religion, etc. So, I like the fact that she was, I, I, w- I would actually call it brave, brave enough to confront some of these things with her writing um, and show like the effect that suicide had on, you know, on an African uh, 
family in mm-hmm. you know in the diaspora and uh, yeah that, that that was definitely something for me i was like that was refreshing that you don't get to read or hear about some of these things even in like newspapers mm-hmm. or articles or op-eds or whatever because it's just something that we just kind of push under the rug um sweep under the rug and and, and yeah so this i definitely i anyway i've said this a thousand times <laughs> <laughs> okay Please the book and yeah yeah it's so um, i know that this is an unfair question okay. because they're two very different books mm-hmm. but if you could only take one to an island Oof. ah what would wow, you think? Wow, wow. Um, this might be recent. Oh, actually, no. I was gonna say recency bias, maybe transcend the kingdom. Mm-hmm. But oof, okay, then okay. So you know what? Okay, yeah, I, I know a good way to answer this question. The one I'll take in Ireland would be transcend the kingdom. That might be recency bias, but I think the story was a little bit more. I don't want to say compelling to me, but. The fact that um, Homegoing had the multiple generations, I think, was an interesting form in terms of writing style and writing okay. format and in terms of constructing a novel. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the story in Transcending Kingdom definitely hits home a little bit more. Right. Um, and I feel like touched me a little bit more than Homegoing did. Um, I think also just because there are a lot more stories about um, the journey from africa to the mm. united states and kind of um navigating some of those issues and the issues that she did with the transcendental kingdom were are things that are a bit more novel yeah um to to the space that she's trying to fill so yeah okay i can i can get with that um so in conclusion um what books would you recommend to our listeners um oof. <laughs> uh pick my, two or three okay so the book that i bought the most for people is uh born on a tuesday by okay. l nathan john that's a good book oh my goodness i <laughs> i actually need to read it again um it's um first of all the author is, is incredible i enjoy satirical writing and he he started off his journey with in writing satire this book is definitely not satirical at all it's actually kind of a sad tale yeah but it does kind of tell the plight of like the undertrodden downtrodden youth in the northern part of nigeria who i feel like their stories are kind of um not really exposed so mm-hmm. i feel like a lot more people reading about some of the things that afflict the north some of the the youth in the north especially the poorer ones um and just the way he was able to craft that story was fantastic um and then another book i recently read this year was a uh, guns germs and steel i can't remember exactly who the author is but i've always wondered why different parts of the world um developed the way they did like why were we in africa mm-hmm. still using bows and arrows even though we had like sophisticated art systems and government systems but i feel like some of our tools were a little bit more rudimentary when it comes to like for example weapons mm-hmm. and this book kind of explains why is a lot of it had to do with like geography and like temperate zones as yeah. to why the world um developed the way it did so when i mean some some people say that oh you know we're just inherently more smart this book kind of puts to bed that theory and just explains that it's just geography right is the main undercoming um reason for why we developed the way we did so yeah the two books are definitely l nathan john born on the tuesday and guns german steel awesome Thank you so much, Cameron, for joining me today. I really appreciate you going through these two books with me. I know we've had like a bunch of different conversations. Yeah, so it's no, like no, no, we need to institutionalize good. this and like make it a thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, have a great rest of your day, everyone. I look forward to um, seeing you, talking with you again soon. Bye. Thank you.